Welcome to the Hidden Entrepreneur Show. My name is Josh Carey. You want in on a little secret? I was in hiding for 40 years. Yeah, I was hiding every part of myself in every situation. And I can tell you one thing. Hiding sucks. I'm now on a mission to help extraordinary people like yourself rediscover the world around you, connect beautifully with others, and excel tremendously in all you set out to do. Join in. It's The Hidden Entrepreneur Show. Hello there. My name is Lauren Heath, the empathpreneur, and I am sitting in for Josh Carey today on the Hidden Entrepreneur Show. Today, I am so excited to be here with Kristen Jekulik. Hello, Kristen. How are you doing today? Hey, Lauren. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much for stepping in for Josh. And like, I'm actually really excited to connect one-on-one with you directly. I know. I've been really looking forward to it for a while. You have such an awesome story that I've been learning more about, and I can't wait to just go inside that brain of yours and and hear all about you. So I know that you're the founder of uh, Value Video Marketing, and I know that you graduated college with an honors degree in astrophysics, which I was like, hmm, that's a like I was trying to connect those dots. So I'm going to be asking you about that because I know that you used to do you know software consulting for a Fortune 50 company? So you know, going from that to what you do now with video, like spell it out for us. Like, how did you make that kind of leap? Well, it is a long and twisty, windy story. <laughs> um, you know, like studying astrophysics was just what I was passionate about back then. Like, it was what I wanted to do. And then going into science and studying science and learning about science as a career path um, became a lot less attractive when I was graduating with all these student loans and was responsible for my own bills. (laughs) So I went into business. I I networked my way into an awesome first job doing consulting um, at a large global corporation. And it ended up being a fantastic fit for me. And it's how I got into software consulting. Now, when I was about 25, the entrepreneurial bug bit me for the first time. And it has been a sordid love affair ever since. And, you know, starting my first business, it was an app. I had an app developed, I was selling that in the app store. And when I launched my app in 2011, it was January 1st, 2011, um, you couldn't even upload like pictures or videos to your listing in the app store. You know, that wasn't until later that ability was even added. So like the first time I could upload a video, I was like, okay, clearly I have to do this for my business to keep visibility, to keep sales strong. So that was my first foray into creating videos for marketing. And ever since then, it has been a no-brainer for me personally to create videos instead of texts and posts and graphics because I could sit there, I could spend a whole day trying to write one blog post and end up with nothing, right? Like I will sit there and I will rack my brain and I will edit and re-edit. And you know, once I got my gear figured out, once I had like my systems in place, That's when it was actually fast. It was quick for me to produce content and I could batch create videos and then have content ready to go for days or weeks or even a whole month after one day of filming. Mm. I love that you touched on that. And that resonates with me because I am the same exact way. 
put me in front of a, a keyboard and have me type, I'm going to be there all day. And I, I don't know if this resonates with you or if you would agree with this, but I think a lot of folks who identify as entrepreneurs are really creative and, um, you know, we can, you know, we have all these ideas and it's like, it's hard to kind of organize your thoughts. And sometimes we have to just like say things out loud. And then once we say them out loud and kind of bring them to life and really like own them, then they kind of start, it starts kind of coming together and it starts playing out. So it sounds like that, you know, it sounds like verbalizing a lot of your ideas is a part of your process almost. It's how I commute. I mean, it's honestly, it's how we all communicate is through our voices primarily. And some of us are better at translating that into a blog post or like, you know, some little like social media content than others. Some people are great at that. And that's the best way for them to communicate. But sometimes you just want to be able to have a conversation with somebody. Because one thing about writing, you can't add tone to mm. writing. You can, you can add in words that indicate tone, but it's not the same as saying those words with that tone, with your mannerisms, with your style of professionalism. People get to experience you and get to know you and you are way more memorable when you have been seen on video. Oh, absolutely. Hand gestures, hair colors, whatever's <laughs> going on. You know, I know that we're, you know, connecting through Podmax and you can see everyone's cool backgrounds. Like, it's like you can infuse your personality into video. It becomes an expression of yourself almost in a way. So I, I love that you've, you know, I feel like you've done a great job with that, like seeing your content. So, you know, tell us more about, so you launched your app and then you were sort of creating content and now you actually help other, well, it seems like there's multiple parts of your business, right? So you help people create content and then you also create content for people. Tell us more about like what that looks like in the different parts of your business. Yeah. So with value video marketing, we have one side of the business, the meat and potatoes of the business is our simply delivered video SEO optimized content, um, where we work with you to understand your vision for these videos, your brand, who are you trying to reach? And then we really craft a video that's going to connect your vision to the person that you're going to help with your offering. And we really match you with an amazing spokesperson who's the best person to express that for you. For business owners who have no interest or just don't have the time to do their own video content, totally fine. Nothing wrong with that. But for people who do want to get themselves on video, which I will, that's the first thing I'll recommend is like, hey, do you want to put yourself on video for your business? Because that is the best way to connect with people. You know, I do simple video trainings, which is how I help professionals look more professional anywhere that they're on video for their businesses these days, which is for most people, it's everywhere where, is where yeah. they're on video these days. I love that. So you give people kind of an option. They can either kind of step out into the spotlight themselves and put themselves out there and you help them become more professional and visible or if that's not for them, it sounds like you and your team, you know, kind of be that representation for them. Yeah, that's exactly what it is because your, your business is going to benefit from video, period. And however you're going to actually make that content, if you know, if you have um, money restraints, go ahead and get yourself on video. If you have time constraints, go ahead and have someone else be on video for you. 
But, uh, you know, for a lot of companies are looking at how can I get video created in a cost-effective way? Because traditional video production, you can spend five figures for a day of filming. Most companies can't sustain that on like a monthly basis, right? Let alone a weekly basis. So how do we do this? You know, there's on the very low end, um, there is outsourced like those whiteboard videos, there's like animated videos, but those aren't right for everyone's brands. Not everyone's brand can be represented well through one of those. So the next best thing is just buying some of your own gear, having a little studio set up in your office or your home and being prepared to go live. But it's hard. Even if you feel so comfortable speaking in front of a room of people, you can still get that little like icky, like, oh, what am I doing feeling when you hit record on video? Isn't it crazy how that happens? Oh yeah. I mean, imposter syndrome is, I think comes full into play. I mean, I know I've you know, been making video for now, I guess four years and I still get nervous going live with a little, little voice in me every time I'm hit live. I'm like, Oh, you know, get that little feeling. But I think that, you know, I don't know, like it sounds, I love that you provide people education and training because I think ultimately like that's going to help people feel more prepared. Like you said, you help people find the equipment. So let's kind of break that down because I think that that's ultimately, at least from what I know, it seems like that is honestly like the biggest barrier that people have a lot of times, you know, maybe time, but I think a lot of people feel like they need to have this, all these fancy lights and equipment. So like, what would you say are like the bare basics that people need to start creating video? Like let's break it down the simplest form. The number one question I get is, what camera should I buy? And my answer is don't buy a camera. You don't need to buy a camera. You own amazing cameras in your laptop and your phone. You might need to learn how to use them, but don't spend money on a camera. Go spend money on lighting and audio. That's all you need to do to get started right now. Mm. Yeah. I think that's a really good suggestion because it's like you go and buy all this fancy equipment, but you still haven't created a single video. <laughs> invest in the equipment once you've already started, right? Yeah. Once you're, once you have like consistency down and you're posting on a schedule and you know, your video is going somewhere and you've shown yourself that you're committed to it, then you can upgrade what you're doing, but don't let, don't make the gear the thing that stops you because people don't watch your videos because of the gear you have. They watch your videos because of what you're saying and the message you're sharing and how relevant that is for them and how useful that is for them. They will watch your video. If you have terrible lighting, you can't have, your audio can't be too bad. You need to have kind of good audio, but they will listen to your message as long as it's powerful for them, regardless of how it looks. Mm, mm. I love that. I love that. It's, it's all about what you're saying and the messaging and, you know, you being the authority versus having all this fancy equipment, you know, having everything look a certain way, like if we get so caught up on that. So you said something earlier, um, I want to go back to, so you said that you help people with video SEO content, break that down for us. What does that mean? So for companies who have a digital marketing budget and are already investing in SEO, they understand that whenever you create SEO optimized content and you have the back end of your website optimized and you're optimizing your images and your page load speeds and like all the different things, um, you'll, after six to 12 months, see a stream of new traffic to your website. Whatever you're doing with that traffic is up to you. Most people want to turn it into leads. 
you're going to get an ROI out of that SEO investment. Now, video is becoming increasingly important for content because it's what people want to consume. Most people would rather watch a video than read a blog post. Even if you're skipping through that video and like just watching little chunks and snippets of it, people want that video content, um, A, to learn and B, to help them make a purchasing decision. So, you know, companies are looking for cost-effective ways to add in that video. And what we offer is right-priced video content that acts as an SEO booster. It helps boost those SEO metrics for you to help your well-performing articles get to the top of Google or to help you get more visibility, whether you're trying to reach people on YouTube or Google. Um, We offer that just like simply delivered content for you so you can post weekly. Just make it super easy. I love that. That's great. That's an awesome thing. So, you know, going back to, you know, so so we have this need for video. We know that video is super important. Like besides equipment, what are in your experiences, like with your clients and the people that you work with, what is like the biggest need that they have? What's the biggest barrier that they kind of come up against that you help them with? People don't think they look or sound good enough to be on video. Mm. That is the the biggest problem after gear. I, I, I get the question like, well, what's the biggest mistake you see people making on video? I've gotten that one multiple times. And I'm like, the biggest mistake I people making is not making videos. <laughs> Qu- quit trying to find a reason not to do this. <laughs> not doing it is the answer. <laughs> I love that. I mean, you're totally right though. You know, we would rather watch videos. I would much rather watch a video than read a blog post. And like you were saying in the beginning of our conversation that it's builds that personal connection. It feels like it's that bridge between like you and your audience. It's like the fastest, most direct way to get there. Not that you can't get there other ways, but it's like, if you want to grow and you want to take your business to the next level, like video is like the straight path to get there. Why do you think that, you know, video, well, I guess, why do you think the video is like the most powerful way? And why is it now? Like, why do you feel like people are more open to it now than they were before? Well, I think since the pandemic, video has become definitely not a replacement for in-person connection, but it's been the best substitute that we can come up with is connecting with people over video because it allows people to see us And like you said, like we have mannerisms now, like we're a whole like 360 human now that we've been on video. And because a lot of of business people are used to relying on in-person networking and going to conventions and shaking hands and going out for dinner and drinks afterwards and building relationships that way. And while that isn't available to us, video is just the, the next best thing that we have. I love that you said, you know, people are used to going to like networking events and things like that. You know, can you think of ways that like your clients are using video? Like, are they using on social, their website? Are they doing like Zoom kind of networking meetings, you know, with their clients? Like, what are you suggesting and encouraging your clients to do and helping them with? So it really varies by client and role. Um, but, you know, my clients are definitely creating more video content and posting to places like LinkedIn. Like, you know, not that I'm advocating LinkedIn as the place anyone else should post. You got to think about where your clients are and post video where they are 
to connect with more of them. Um, a lot of my clients are, you know, everyone's had to get used to Zoom at this point. Almost everybody's had to get used to Zoom at this point. So everyone's been on Zoom and they're realizing that to really have that same sort of impact that they would in person. Like most people have like the wardrobe down, they know how to like groom their hair and maybe, you know, makeup and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but that isn't quite enough to have that same impact on video. You need a, a few extra skills. You want to invest in a little bit of gear to have that same presence with someone to have that same, like, Oh, that's who that person is. That's and become memorable in that way and and build more relationships. People are also using video to assist with the sales cycle, um, creating customized videos to send out to their prospects at different um, places in the buyer's journey. Um, So it's, it's really about finding places to inject video, which is almost anywhere in your process with your clients or your sales cycle. Um, and then finding the right tools to help enable delivery of that video content. Ooh. Okay. So talk more about that. So you're talking about using video, not just on social media, but to actually throughout while you're actually trying to sell and and acquire clients, talk more about that. What does that look like? So, um, whenever you're trying to either like do cold outreach via email, um, or maybe you've made a connection and you're trying to warm that person up, um, a great thing to do is to send an email with a link to a personal customized video, right? At the very least you can, you can create videos like per, um, phase of the, the buyer's journey, you know, you can fill those once and reuse those, which some people prefer. But if you can just take five minutes because you have all your gear at home and you can put their name, you can say their business, you can put some personal thing inside that video that it doesn't, just 60 second video. Like it doesn't have to be a big, long thing. In fact, it shouldn't be like a 15 minute video. Um, it is so eye-catching, so impressive to the person who receives that email because so few people are doing it. And it honestly helps put you far ahead of the pack in terms of being memorable and them understanding who you are and what you do and them feeling connected to you. And it's going to help them understand very quickly if you're a good fit for them versus other competitors who are pitching the same product. It'll save you time. It'll save them time by weeding out people who aren't great fits. Oh yeah. It's going to make you stand out so much. I mean, I think we've all gotten messages like on LinkedIn, especially on LinkedIn. (laughs) You know, hey, you can tell it's just the same copy and pasted message over and over again. And it's like turning that into a video. Had that been a video where they said my name and my business name, like you said, that would have been like, oh, like that makes you feel so special. Like, so I, I love that. So it sounds like you're saying they can do that on social media. It sounds like via email. I love that. That's a beautiful thing. Do you use any, or do you recommend any special like software or services or anything like that to, especially via email to, you know, put those into place? There's a lot of options. Um, especially in the past year, there's a few that really became popular. Um, if you want to send, um, video as part of like your emails or, you know, your other messaging, like something like video ask, um, is popular, Something like Bonjoro is popular, um, BombBomb, um, you know, like there's, you know, if you just Google um, like 
sales video or like um, how to create custom videos for clients, something like that, like these choices and others will come up. And it's just about figuring out which one is right for your business needs. I love it. So this is all really great. And I love that you've made it sound super simple. So let's say that someone is not able to like hire a company like yours to help them and they're kind of doing it themselves. I know that something that I've heard people say a lot is, you know, like, I don't know how to edit videos. Like, I don't know how to produce these videos and things like that, you know, but I can't afford to hire someone you know, what do they do in that kind of situation? Well, how do they still use video and incorporate it into their content and into their business while not having to spend five hours, 10 hours on each video, you know, trying to you know, edit and organize them? Minimize your production value, streamline your systems for video. What I've done myself and what I recommend for other people is start by creating videos that don't require any editing. Mm. Just film yourself, Actually, let's, let's back that up. So what's the process for doing that? Obviously, you need to have your video set up at home, whether you're going to use what you already own or maybe you're going to have a little bit of gear. You can do it either way. Um, you know, let, let's, let's mention like Gary Vee here, like the king of like just turning on the camera and filming himself, not worrying about anything like while he's pushing a stroller down the sidewalk, right? Um, like emulate that. And Think about your topic. What are you going to talk about? One teeny tiny specific idea, narrow it down, something you can talk about in one to three minutes. Make sure you're not only talking about the information, make sure you're adding value by teaching them how to act on that information, how to use that information in their lives. And then give yourself like 15 or 20 minutes to rehearse your 60 second video on this one topic. Go over it, speak it out loud over and over and over again until you have like a good flow until you have an authentic take, a unique take on this idea. Yeah. And then start filming yourself and do it a few times until you get that one take through. That doesn't require any editing except chopping off the beginning, chopping off the end, which like you can do on your phone, or you can do with the free software on your laptop and then post that video. I love it. Just keep it super simple. Okay. So of course I, I have to ask you, you know, what about live video? How does live video like fall into all of this? Where does it lie? Live video is a fantastic tool for engaging with people in real time. It's something that's hard to do with a tiny audience. You really do need a substantial number of people following you, a number, I don't know, maybe several hundred, um, because even if you have like a very engaged audience, the chances that they're available exactly when you're going live are kind of low. So it's hard to get started out with live video unless you already have people following you who, who you know can, can join. That's where like planning your lives in advance can come in handy because then people can plan to be there and you'll have more people actually showing up. Um, it's a great way to get started because clearly there's no editing. You, <laughs> you hit go live and there you are and you have no chance to go back and edit that. And I think that's a great way to get started for some people. It's a little too nerve wracking for others. Um, but it can be a great marketing tool down the road. Mm. I love that you said that live is actually, I feel like a lot of people think it's the opposite, but you said live is actually a good place for people to start because you don't have the option to edit it. Like it's just done. And that, I, I totally believe that that's how I started too. I was just like, okay, I'm not making videos at all. So I just need to start and just 
hit the go live button and then whatever happens happens. And of course, like my first videos and some of my videos are still like awful, but they get progressively better with more practice. Right. And I, and I want to say something about that. Like people feel like, Oh, someone's going to judge me for not putting out good videos. No, people aren't going to judge you. They're, they're going to either listen to your content because they care about it or they're not going to listen to it because they don't. And <laughs> as you get better at video over time, they're going to see that and they're going to respect you for improving your game over time. They're not going to, people think they're going to diss you and come back and watch your videos multiple times because of how bad you are. Like, no, like that's not going to happen. If they watch your video multiple times, it's because they've learned something from you and they want to learn again and again and again. And then like mission accomplished, Right. Hey there, entrepreneurs. Eric Cabral here, founder of On Air Brands and host of the Entrepreneur Circle and Capital Hacking. I wanted to share something truly unique with you that we've created called Pod Max, which is an amazing opportunity to connect you with major podcasts to help you share your fascinating stories with their communities. This unique invitation-only event includes interviews with you on top-rated business podcasts all in one day. It also provides a unique networking opportunity with high-performance guests and thought leaders who are authors, coaches and consultants, investors, speakers, executives, you name it. These are the type of people that you need to be around. We also provide industry expert keynotes to hit our stage to share insights on podcasting, investing, marketing to help you take things to the next level. And the cool thing about Podmax is that it has a multimedia agency engine behind it with on-air brands to provide social media promotions before and after the event to share your brand new shows with your network. So hit the apply now button at podmax.co and I hope to see you at the next Podmax event. We as humans, like, we just think we're more important than we actually are. <laughs> we have this, like, overinflated, like, self-importance where, okay, everyone's watching. Like, they're waiting for you to go live, Kristen. They're just sitting there taking notes. Like, she messed up here. She didn't do this. You know, no, people don't care. They're either cheering you on. And, and honestly, I think people like seeing the imperfection and they like seeing you fail. Oh, I don't, I'm for lack of a better word. They like seeing your progress because then two years from now, we were just talking about this in, in PodMax, right? You know, Josh posted a video that was great two years ago. And then now watching it, I'm like, wow, like I've seen how much he's grown. It's just like seeing that process and that journey. And I've been a part of it. Like I feel even more connected. It's humanizing. People want authenticity. Like I was talking to the COO of a $20 million company last month with ambitions to become like a $2 billion company. Okay. Big company with even bigger ambitions. And this COO was like, he's like, I don't want highly produced video. He's like, I did that in my career like 20 years ago. And I started out in marketing and he's like, people want authenticity right now. And I want to provide them authenticity. I want to show up. I want to be in my house and my office. You know, he's like, I want to know the lighting to use and I want my audio to be good. He's like, but like, I don't want anything else. Like, that's it. I think that's great. I think we've, the pandemic has allowed us to see this too. Like, you know, was because certain shows, you know, are still being done like news anchors, you know, from their house or, you know, certain, uh, you know, talk shows and things like that. And so it's like, we get to see inside these people lives and like without all the makeup artists and the people doing their hair and, you know, we could see the, you know, bags under their eyes, like a normal person would have. And it, like you said, it's humanizing. You get to see people in their, their real life element and it connects us to them even more. Yeah. Once we remove that pressure on ourselves to be perfect, we now have room to be human 
And that's who people want to connect with. They want to connect with a human. Like there are definitely people out there whose brands are perfection, whose brands are being aspirational. And, and, uh, you know, if that's your brand, then like you better maintain that brand. Cause that's a hard, that's a hard thing to do for most people. But for the rest of us, like you need to know your, your area of focus. You need to be the expert at this specific thing. Um, but everything else, people want to know that you're human in every other area. I love that. So, you know, talking and bringing video, you know, into, into that part of the conversation. So what about sharing video content, you know, about different things going on in your life? Like, should people focus solely on creating video content that's just about their business, their services, what they offer? What about other things, you know, sharing about their personal life? You know, that's a very individual question because um, there are people who only post about business and that works really, really well for them. And then there are people who seem to post mostly about their personal lives and occasionally throw in something that they're selling and that can work really, really well for them too. I think you need to think about who your audience is and what they want from you. Is your is your audience like, you know, senior level fortune 500 executives, then you better keep it focused to business because that is all that they want to hear from you. They don't have time for anything else. If you're trying to reach soccer moms with your all organic baby food, you better post about your personal life. So I think it really comes down to who your ideal customer is and creating what they want to see. Mm. Yeah, that's great advice. I think the same kind of goes for, you know, like, oh, what time do I post my videos? Same kind of thing, right? It's all dependent on your audience. Yeah. Like the C-suite executives might be most likely to look at something at 530 in the morning <laughs> when they're getting up and going to the gym. Whereas that soccer mom, the best time for her might be 9 p.m. at night when the kids are in bed. Yeah, totally. So I know something that you've, you know, talked about, you know, on your, your business pages is, you know, talking about high performers, so, you know, as someone who, like, I definitely would identify as such, and I know that I personally have struggled with, like, feeling like, okay, like, I'm not doing enough, I'm not creating enough content, okay, you know, especially following someone like Gary Vee, I'm like, oh my god, he's everywhere, I need to do all the things, you know, so how do we strike this balance where it's like, you know, we're a high performer, we want to do and be and accomplish all the things, but also we're humans, and, you know, we're trying to have, you know, grace and empathy and, you know, be understanding of all the things that come with being a human. Where do you think we can like strike the balance between the two and, and how does video play into any of that? <laughs> how does video play into any of that? Um, so, you know, striking that balance is hard. It's, it's something that I've worked really hard to find for myself. Like I have a history of really severe health issues as an adult. And I haven't always had the full capacity to even just to have a job. Um, and finding a balance between what I want to do and what I'm capable of doing um, is always hard as it's hard for any high performer, you know, because there's only 24 hours a day and you should be spending eight or nine of those sleeping <laughs> to any entrepreneurs out there who need to hear that right now. Um, so for me, I've approached that balance in a couple ways. I start by planning my day around my bare minimum health needs. How much sleep do I need to get? 
You know, if I need eight hours of quality sleep, I actually need to be in bed for about nine hours because there's like time where you're falling asleep and there's time where you're waking up and you can get up to go to the bathroom in the middle of the night. Um, I need a, at least to go for like an hour's worth of walks during the day. Even if I don't like get any like workouts or gym time in, like I know when I'm doing those walks. Those, that's my bare minimum, right? So like I define what those are. Those go into my day first, and then I plan out my business day around those needs. Now, if I have extra time, I will get a workout in. But if I didn't, it's okay. I've met my bare minimum needs that way. So for me, it's about understanding what your priorities are and actually planning your day around it, which also goes for what you work on in your business in a day. And the other part of that for me has been allowing myself time to play and try things out because you want to do all these things, but you, some of those things are good things for you to do. And some of them actually aren't great uses of your time. Mm. And you can think about these things and guess maybe that this will work out well for me, but you need to allow yourself to try something and have it not work out sometimes. Like you can't beat yourself up for like wasting time on that podcasting thing I tried and it didn't go anywhere. Like, (laughs) um, you know, you have to build a little bit of allowance in for what you want and see what sticks. Mm, I love that. It sounds like you're saying we need to give ourselves permission to try new things and be creative and explore, even if those things maybe don't pan out how we hope and anticipate, but just to give ourselves the freedom and flexibility of trying and failing. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's right. I I had really, I had wanted to spend a lot more time um, testing out different video software. Cause there's so much video software out there. I get asked about it a lot, but you know, I'm only one person and, and, and I don't, I don't need to use 50 different video platforms. So I was like, okay, what can I do? I can maybe start creating content that reviews like video stuff and kind of like share who it's best for. And, uh, and I, and I did one and I got great reviews. In fact, like um, someone high up at the company of whose software I reviewed, like reached out to me personally. And like, I was like, holy cow, this is so cool. And then, and then I thought about it a little, little bit more and I'm kind of like, this is cool, but this doesn't really move the needle on my business. Like it would be a different business for me to be doing this. So I kind of had to realize like, okay, yes, that would be fun for me do I have the time to have fun doing this? Or are there other things that are actually higher priorities for me? Mm, I love that. It sounds like you have a really clear understanding of where your business is going and how that does or does not fit into it at all. <laughs> that's, that's a hard learned lesson from saying yes to too many things over the years. Mm, mm, I love that. I know saying no is like the hardest and best thing I think that we can learn in business. <laughs> for sure. For sure. I mean, knowing when to say yes is a skill. Knowing when to say no is a skill. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. It's so it's funny, you know, I know as entrepreneurs, you know, we're always trying to figure out ways to work smarter, not harder. Right. And I'd love to know what you think about this, but I know I personally believe that video is the best way to do that because you know, again, following kind of like the Gary Vee kind of content model, mm. we just take a video, we can then make it into all the other things. So rather than wasting time trying to work, you know, one piece of content at a time, 
if we just work off of a video that we already have, then it can turn into so many other different things. What do you think about that? I think it is a fantastic content model. It does take quite a bit of resources to execute on that because, you know, you can film your video, especially if you're like doing a live stream and you record it and you have it posted somewhere else and you can cut that up into little clips and you can turn that into blog posts and you can turn that into emails and like, and then you have all this content that's like around a theme for, you know, a week or two or however, like you structure your content, it's amazing, but it does take quite a bit of time or money to create all those other little tidbits. So like, I think it's something to grow into, but it is a high leverage way to produce all the content that people like Gary Vee say you should have. <laughs> I think it's funny that we've brought him up so much because I obviously, <laughs> obviously like, you know, at least for me, like that would be like the dream, right? But also I'm a one woman show. Well, one of two people, two, two person show. So I know that like that right now is, I can't use that as an example, right? So it's like, how do we as business owners, you know, and entrepreneurs, depending on where we are in our business, how do we find the balance of, okay, you know, maybe the dream is to produce that type of content or that much content, but we're at where this, this is where we're at right now. How do we kind of find a balance yeah, it's um, it's definitely. I think about understanding your your customer, where they're at, how they want to be reached, what resonates with them, and and a big a big part. It's a little harder with video sometimes, but getting consistent with your brand. So anytime anyone encounters any of your content, including your videos, it is on brand for you. Your colors, your language, your messaging. Um, it all creates a cohesive experience so that people feel like they're following along. Yeah, that makes total sense. So, you know, speaking of, you know, we, you talked about how LinkedIn, or we were talking about this beforehand, LinkedIn is, you know, your primary focus. You know, how did you decide that you want to focus there? And, you know, what do you say to the, the, the folks that feel like they need to be on every single platform and do all the things in all the different places. So uh, if you want to do all the things and be in all the places, expect, like, expect to spend all your time creating content and posting it because it's too hard. You just, especially when you're starting out, you cannot expect yourself to be everything to everyone. You've got to hone in on like one ideal avatar and go after that person. So for me, you know, being a, a B2B sales company, I'm like, okay, well, I want to, like network with other business focused people, where do they spend the most time? They're spending more time on LinkedIn than they are on Facebook or something. Um, especially if you don't have an ad budget, you know, like LinkedIn is going to be a great way to, to reach those people. And if you have a network who will engage with your content and comment on it and share it with other people and tag other people, um, when someone gets, when I get tagged, on LinkedIn. It doesn't happen very often, but when I do, I know it's going to be something for my business. And I'm way more open to checking that out than I am some like random Facebook tag that I don't know if it's going to be like cat photos <laughs> or like one of my business networking groups. Right. So, uh, it, like LinkedIn was a no brainer for me, for my content, for my audience. I love that. It sounds like, you know, that your ideal client is there. So that's where you've chosen to invest the most amount of your time and energy. It sounds like you still dabble other places as well, but that's where you get most of your focus. That's my focus. People want, people always ask like, oh, what's your Instagram? And I'm like, it's here. I have it. I don't really use it, but if you want it, 
I'll give it to you. <laughs> I love it. I love that you are still, you know, the different places. And, you know, so are you on Clubhouse too? I'm I am on Clubhouse, although I will tell you what, I've had, I found it difficult to invest enough time to really go anywhere. I mm-hmm. definitely see the value of speaking though. Anytime I've spoken, that's when I really get followers from there. That's when people like follow me on Clubhouse and will take the time to go follow me on Instagram as well. So, you know, with the right opportunities, I do a lot more um, Clubhousing, but uh, for now, just the listening and the exploring doesn't feel like a good way to spend my time. Mm, I love that. It sounds like you're very protective of your time and your schedule and what makes its way into it. So I think that's really, really great. Uh, You're just an awesome, awesome person. And I loved chatting with you. Lauren, this was amazing. It was so good to talk to another like, you know, video marketer because there aren't enough of us out there yet. It's still kind of a really niche thing to be doing. So I love that you're like that video marketing advocate and like helping more people get in front of the camera and post it. I just think that, you know, I, as a former social worker, I just, I really think that when we can put ourselves in front of the camera, you have to be accepting of yourself to a certain extent. And so I really think that (laughs) this is very woo, but I think it's very healing in a way to just put yourself out there. And so I see video as yes, like use it for your business, use it to grow, use it to connect and build with people. But also like, at least for me, I've used it as a form of like, okay, like I'm accepting myself where I'm at in life and this is me and this is what I'm sharing with people. And I just think that there's so many people that, you know, I've worked with that I think have started to kind of go on that journey. And it's been just like a healing process almost in a way. So powerful stuff. Yeah. You have to have a certain amount of self-confidence and self-worth and self-awareness to get good at video because we are our harshest critics. I've, I've done this myself where I would feel, I would spend hours and hours and hours investing in like this video project I wanted to produce years ago. And then as soon as I had some content to watch, I remember I couldn't even finish more than a few seconds of this video because it made me cringe so hard inside. I felt so exposed, so vulnerable to, to criticism. I didn't feel good enough. And I, I didn't even finish watching what I'd filmed. I just shut it down. And I didn't, I don't think I did any video for like a year until I rewatched that video. It took me a year to work up the courage to rewatch that video. And I was like, this video is great. Like, what the hell was I worried about? And I was like, it was just how I felt about how I looked. It had nothing really to do with the video and everything with beating myself up. Wow. That's powerful. I love that you decided to then go back and watch it though. And then you were like, oh, I'm great. Like, what am I talking about? (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah. I think, you know, being able to put yourself out there yeah, and again, not that it's for everyone. I understand that there is absolutely a purpose. And, you know, I think if we could all hire someone to do video for us, we absolutely would. <laughs> but I do think it's, you know, it's really powerful to just step on camera, put yourself out there and just go. So thank you for all the awesome work that you do to help people either learn how to do it themselves or, you know, you and your team do it for other people. Like, I think that's great. And I'm super excited to continue to watch your journey. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks so much for being a guest on today's show. How can our listeners who want to connect with you find you online? 
Well, there's always my website, valuevideo.marketing, but the place where I hang out and really connect with people is on LinkedIn. So I won't spell my name out loud, um, but if you go to the show notes, you can copy paste Kristen Jekalek into LinkedIn and you'll be able to find me there. Perfect. Well, thank you so much, Kristen. And thank you everyone for watching and listening. We will see you next time. Thanks for listening to The Hidden Entrepreneur Show. Make sure to subscribe through iTunes or Google Play so you can get notified every time we publish a new episode. And we'd love to hear your thoughts with an honest review on iTunes. Finally, follow us on your favorite social media platforms to keep the conversation going with Josh Carey and today's guest. Until next time.